Hello and welcome back to the Thinking Jew podcast where we dive deep into Torah and Jewish philosophy uncovering new ideas and depths we did not realize were there beforehand. I'm your host Rabbi Moshe Siegel from Richardson, Texas and as always I would love to hear from you. If you have any questions, comments, you can always reach me at the Thinking Jew podcast at gmail.com. So a question that I got this week that I think is probably a pretty common question that people wonder about is why do we cover our eyes when we say the Shema. So as you may know, we say the Shema twice a day, once in the morning and once in the evening. And the Jewish custom is, is that we take our right hand and we cover our eyes when we say the, the first verse, the famous verse, Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. Hear, O Israel, Hashem is our God, Hashem is one. So the question is, why do we cover our eyes when we do that? So let's take a step back and understand a drop about what exactly the Shema is, why it's so important. And once we know that, we'll be able to really understand a little bit better the idea of covering our eyes. So just a few observations to kind of bring out the essentiality of the Shema. We find the Shema is used in a lot of different places throughout Jewish life. First example, probably the most known, is that we put the mezuzahs on all of our doorposts in our house. And the parchment that we put inside of the mezuzah contains on it the first paragraph of the Shema. There's also actually a Mishnah that documents that the priests, when they were doing the service in the temple, they paused at a certain point in time and they read the Shema there also. Now, this was before there were formal prayers were instituted. It was a built into the service in the temple was the saying of the Shema. And perhaps in an even more explicit way, two of the most critical moments that we have, we say the Shema during it. One point is at the very, very end of the Yom Kippur service, at the end of Ne'ilah, the last part of it, before the final Kaddish, is we say Shema. We say the verse of Shema and the verse of Baruch Shem. Additionally, ideally at the end of one's life, the final words a Jew should say, if they're able to, is to say the words of the Shema. So we find the Shema is such a crucial verse that's used in so many different places. Let's try to understand a little bit better what exactly the Shema is. So what is the source of Shema? So the, verse, the first verse of Shema is actually an explicit verse in the Torah. It can be found in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4, Devarim, Perik, Vav, Pasuk, Dalid. But the truth is that we actually find the source of these words in a story that the Gemara relates to us that happens many years before Moses wrote down these words of God in the Torah. This can be found in the Tractate of Pesachim, page 56a. And again, if you'd like to look up inside any of the main sources that I quote, they'll be linked at the bottom of the episode details of each episode. So if you look in the Gemara in Tractate Psachim 56a, there's a story there of Jacob at the end of his life. He gathers all of his sons, the 12 tribes of Israel around him. We actually spoke about this a few weeks ago in the podcast on the Parsha of Vayichi. And in those same verses we discussed over there, Jacob gathers his children and he wants to reveal to them when the final redemption will come. And when he attempts to do that, the divine presence actually leaves him. So he no longer knew. And he got very discouraged, got very nervous, thinking maybe it was because his children weren't pure enough, maybe they weren't holy enough, maybe they had sinned. And when Jacob's children realized his concern, they said to him, Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. Which in this context actually means Shema Yisrael. Listen, our father Israel, Israel was one of the names of Jacob. Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad, Hashem our God is one. Just like you view God as the one God united controlling everything, the same way God is one in your mind, so too 
he is one in our mind. And Jacob, upon hearing this, responds with the line, Baruch Shem Kivod Machuso Liolam Void, which is actually the verse that we also say in prayers as well after the verse of Shema. And it means, Blessed be the name of his glorious kingdom forever and ever. So if you think about how the Shema was used in its first documented case, Jacob was concerned when the divine presence left him that perhaps his children, the 12 tribes, weren't perfect in their faith in God. Perhaps they had sinned. Perhaps they were off somehow, impure. And when they said, Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad, what they were basically saying was, they were testifying, they were expressing, just like you believe in only one God and in the unity of God, so too we're the same way. We also only believe in that same one God. And when we ourselves, the Jewish nation, when we say the Shema each day, we're really going back to this same conversation. We're joining the holy tribes of Israel, and we're also testifying that we also believe in that same oneness of God that Jacob taught us all about. It's very interesting. If you look inside of a Torah scroll, or actually inside of a mezuzah as well, where we write out the verse of Shema in the proper script, you'll notice that there are two letters that are enlarged in that verse. The ayin from the word Shema and the dalid from the word Echad. And if you take these two letters together, what these two enlarged letters spell is the word Eid, which means a witness or to testify. And the concept is that this verse is us testifying that just like the tribes testified to Jacob, their father, we believe in the oneness, the centrality, that God controls everything and there's one unified force behind everything. We ourselves nowadays are tapping back into that same concept as well. So that's the source of Shema. Now where does the custom come to cover our eyes? So that's actually also a passage in a different section of the Talmud. If you look in the tractate of Brachos 13b, in Gimel Amad Beis, the Gemara relates a story there that there was a great rabbi named Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi. And he used to give classes to many, many students. And sometimes he was giving a class from early in the morning and he would almost miss the time to say Shema. There's a designated time in the day when one can say Shema in the morning. And if it was running late, what he would do is he would cover his eyes and he would say the Shema quickly to himself. And then he would go ahead and continue saying the class afterwards. And the sources explain that this is really the source of us covering our eyes as well. So what was the reason why Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi covered his eyes? So the Rush explains, the other commentaries explain that the reason he did it was because he had a whole classroom full of students in front of him. And if he was going to try to focus on this most important, meaningful sentence, the sentence that we say at the end of Ne'ilah, the sentence that expresses our testimony, our proclaiming the unity of God. So in order to focus, he covered his eyes that he shouldn't be distracted by anything else going on in the room so he could focus on saying it. And the basic idea brought down in the Code of Jewish Law as well is that in order for us to focus, since this line is so important, obviously all of prayer is important, but since this line we find to be one of the most crucial lines we'll say the entire day, we cover our eyes in order to remove all distractions from in front of us. We should be able to completely zone in and focus on these six words. And that's the basic reason why we cover our eyes. I think there's a deeper representation here that perhaps we can add beyond just a simple explanation. And that is as follows. What are we really saying when we say Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad, Hashem Yagad, Hashem is one? What does unity and oneness really mean by God? So if you think about it, it means that every single thing, every occurrence, every relationship, every interaction, whether it's difficult or complicated, whatever it is, everything that happens to us in our day 
is all really from God. It's all from Hashem. We don't necessarily enjoy it all the time. Sometimes it's difficult for us, but we know deep down inside, Hashem, Hashem, everything in life, everything all comes back to Hashem. Everything all connects back to Hashem's oneness, and there's some purpose why Hashem gave us this specific experience. And when we look at the world, we don't really see it like that. We don't perceive it like that. We see a world with pain, a world with difficulty, with tragedy. So what we do is we cover our eyes. We take our hand over our eyes, symbolizing that we know we can't necessarily see it in the world we're perceiving in front of us right now. But deep down, we know and we believe that really every single happening, everything comes from God. And all of life and everything that's going to happen to me today in the morning that's going to happen to me in the coming day, in the evening, everything that happened to me the previous day, everything is really all just what you wanted me to experience, Hashem, and it's a part of my process of growth and my process of connection. And you can even really see this in the words itself. In the, in the last podcast, we talked a little bit about God's names, but the name Havaya, Hashem, actually reflects the attribute of God of mercy. And the word Elokeinu, reflects an attribute of God of justice, of more difficulty, more strict. And when what we're really saying is, Hashem Elokeinu, meaning our God of mercy and our God of judgment, Hashem Echad, it's really all one. It all comes from that same one source and it's all there for the same purpose of us growing and developing into the greatest people we can be. And we don't always see it like that, so we cover our eyes in order for us to be able to meditate on it and think about it, Hashem, this day that's coming up, this day that's ending, everything is from you. I'm going to try my hardest to really perceive that and recognize that in everything that happens in my life. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Thinking Jew Podcast. As always, if you have any questions or comments, you can reach out to me at thethinkingjewpodcast at gmail.com. I hope you have an awesome Shabbos.